0: Shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom. We have a timely lesson for the brothers and sisters today. Uh, Today's lesson will be called Generational Curses. There has been an orchestrated effort to hide the understanding of generational curses uh, and their effect on our lives. Uh, It doesn't matter whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. Generational curses affect us all, brothers and sisters. We're going to go into it today. Christian pastors have done nothing to educate people in regards to the severity of generational curses. Now, this isn't an attack on Christians. There's a lot of good uh, quality traits that Christians possess. Love, uh, reverence for Christ. So we have to be able to separate Christianity from Christians. Christians are good people. The majority of Christians are good people. They're compassionate. They're understanding. But Christianity is... What's false, brothers and sisters, Christianity is like pain medication It's best in small doses. There's a little bit of truth there, but once you go into some of the deeper things, the waters get murky. So today we're going to we're going to go into the history behind some generational curses, um, how they affected us in ancient times, how they're still affecting us today.
1: And we're going to start in Isaiah 33, verse six, Isaiah 33 and six. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the most high is his treasure. So
0: as we're going through Jacob's trouble or during the last days, brothers and sisters, as we continue to be in tribulation, uh, wisdom and knowledge, your wisdom and knowledge concerning the Bible, uh, your knowledge of the most high God will be your stability. It'll be your money, brothers and sisters, because it's. It's pointless for you to have money and not know how to spend it or not know where to go to be safe. So the information that we go into, that we try to go into, brothers and sisters, which is prophecy, history, the doctrine of Christ, is this is your stability. It, it will make you spiritually rich, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother.
1: Verse six and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the most high is his treasure. So we want to go into the the knowledge in
0: regards to generational curses today. Therefore, we can identify it so we can conquer it, brothers and sisters. Let's go to John 8 and 32, brother. John
1: 8, verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the truth will make you free, brothers and
0: sisters. So we want to identify the severity of a generational curse and how can it affect your immediate family. Also, how can it affect a whole nation of people? Because you'll find out today that there's generational curses on nations of people, not just the children of Israel either. So we want to go into it. We want to give you guys the freedom, brothers and sisters, through giving you the truth. Therefore, you won't fall victim To the same generational curses
1: that our forefathers and our foremothers fell to. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 32 And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. All right. We're going to Hosea 4 and 6, brothers and sisters. Hosea 4, verse 6 My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Read that last part again, brother. I will also forget thy children. So seeing that we
0: forgot the law, he would forget our children, brothers and sisters. So forgetting his law would result in judgment towards our children. That's what this is saying, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother.
1: Verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be, be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So, brothers and sisters, through us not following the law, whether you're a Jew or Gentile,
0: you should follow the mm-hmm. laws of the Bible. If you don't follow those laws, it will affect your children and and in, in an evil manner. It will affect them, brothers and sisters. And we're going to go through how it affected some of the people in the Bible. And we're going to talk about how it have affected our nation of people. We're going to Exodus 34 and 7, brothers and sisters.
1: Exodus 34 verse 7. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. Read that part again. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. So, brothers and
0: sisters, the reality of the situation is breaking the Most High's law is detrimental to future generations. Not just us, not just us, brothers and sisters, but future, your children, your grandchildren, your grandchildren's grandchildren. These are the things that will be affected through... Our behavior, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Psalms 78.
1: We're going to start at verse 5 and read through verse 7. Psalms 78 and 5 For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers. That they should make them known to their children. So we are commanded. The children of Israel are commanded. Not
0: just the children of Israel. But in specific the children of Israel are commanded. To teach
1: their children. The laws of the most high God. That's a commandment. Continue brother. Verse 6. That the generation to come might know them. Even the children which should be born. Who should, who should arise and declare them to their children. Right. So brothers and sisters. It is very important. That we share the
0: truth to our loved ones, even if it's not your child, maybe your your uncle or your auntie, or maybe you're just the OG in the neighborhood or Big Mom. Brothers and sisters, we have to teach children the right thing because why? If the, if you do the right thing, then the children will grow up doing those same things.
1: Read that one more time, brother. Verse six: that the generation to come might know them. Even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. So brothers and sisters, we living in this day that, day
0: and age that we're in, we learn bad behavior. All of us. We all learn bad behavior, brothers and sisters, whether it was unbeknownst to our parents. We, we don't fault our parents. Our parents did the best they can. I, you know, I hear brothers and sisters who be 40, 50. Who are, you know saying my parents didn't do this and my parents didn't do that mm-hmm. and the, the you know the fact remains that nobody had a perfect childhood everybody could say if this was better when I was a child everybody brothers and sisters Satan have a, a devious plan to set up a system that would keep us in a continual servitude brothers and sisters by perpetuating sin by perpetuating sin, the children will follow in those same sins. And we're going to show you what we mean. Go to Jeremiah 10, brother, because you don't become a new person as an adult. Your childhood is a microcosm of the things that you've learned, your traits as a child. We're going to show you what we mean. We're going to uh, excuse me, Jeremiah 10
1: and verse. start at verse 2, brother. Jeremiah 10, verse 2, Thus saith the Most High, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold, they fasten it with nails and with hammers. This is the Christmas tree, brothers and sisters. The Most High said, Do not follow this. Continue that it move not they are upright as the palm tree but speak not they must needs be born because they cannot go be not afraid of them for they cannot do evil neither also is it in them to do good so for example brothers and sisters the majority of the
0: adults that celebrated christmas as an adult <clears throat> celebrated christmas as a child and that led to them celebrating christmas as an adult so if we can teach the children what's right then when they become when they come into adulthood They'll just follow what they follow from a child. But the only thing is, brothers and sisters, we can't just tell them. We have to show them. We have to be the physical example of what to do and what not to do. And if you train your child up like that, then it's you know it's a great it's a great chance that they're gonna follow the right thing if we do it from yay high. Now we understand that society do not want you to teach your children. Uh, the laws of the Most High God. We we understand that, but as believers, as followers of Christ, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, we have a responsibility. If you love your children, you love your family, then you ha- you're obligated to teach them what's right. You're obligated, brothers and sisters. Because if you don't, they're going to continue to stay in that perpetual state. Personally, for the children of Israel, for the Jews, specifically, we, it's a sin for us to celebrate Christmas, but yet, We've done it. Our children have done it. Our children's children have done it. So you just perpetuated the cycle and you can't get out of trouble. It's like you keep slipping on a banana peel every time. It's because you just keep doing the same thing over and over, brothers and sisters. So we have to take it upon ourselves that even if it's not popular, to do what's right and share it with our family. Share it with our loved ones, even if it's not your child. even It may be a cousin. It may be your niece, your nephew. We must show the youth, brothers and sisters, what's right. We must. Let's go to 2 Samuel because we're going to go into how a sin affected a specific man in his immediate family. We're going to take you through a couple of generations after his sin. We're talking about David, brothers and sisters. How did the sin of David affect his children? We're going to go into it. We're going to 2 Samuel 11 and
1: 1. 2 Samuel 11 verse 1. And it came to pass after the after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. Continue. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed. And walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. So David, royalty at this time, was just out,
0: you know, moseying around. Caught a glimpse of a sister bathing.
1: This is David. This is King David, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 2. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. Go to Matthew, brother, 5 and go to 23 to prove to you
0: that Christ said what he was doing was a sin. Actually, verse 28, brother.
1: It's Matthew 5 and 28. Matthew 5, verse 28. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. See, go back to Second Samuel. Verse 11, uh, excuse me, chapter 11, verse 2. 2 Samuel 11, verse 2. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. So he started to lust after this sister. This is David, brothers and sisters. Verse 3. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? The wife of Uriah. So this woman is married. David knows this at this time. Continue, brother. Verse 4. And David sent messengers and took her. And she came in unto him, and he lay with her. For she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned unto her house. So David took another man's wife after he
0: lusted after her, sent for her, brought her to his, you know, to his bedroom, and they were married in the terms of
1: the Bible. Continue, brother. Verse five. And the woman conceived and sent and told told David and said, "I am with child." And David sent Joab saying. Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. So now, after he had gotten another man's wife pregnant, now he wants to speak to the man of whose wife he got pregnant. Continue, brother. Verse 7. And when Uriah was coming to him, David demanded of him how Joab did, and how the people did, and how the war prospered. So Uriah was a warrior. He was a soldier for David. Continue, brother. Verse 8. And David said to Uriah, Go down to thy house and wash thy feet. And Uriah departed out the king's house, and there followed him a mess of meat from the king. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of it of his lord, and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down unto his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not from thy journey? Why, did, why then didst thou not go down unto thine house? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 10. And when you and when they had told David, saying Uriah went not down unto his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not? Camest thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down unto thine house? So he called for Uriah. And the
0: reason why he did this is because Uriah has been away at battle, and somehow his wife ended up pregnant. So that's caused the pause right there. So now David, it started with his lust, and now. <laughs> Right (laughs) now he's trying to fix what his carnal spirit led him to do so now he had called the man in from battle and said you know you should go home you should go take some time at home so now he's trying to send Uriah he's trying to facilitate Uriah laying
1: down with his wife therefore he could cover up his sin continue brother verse 11 and Uriah said unto David the ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into mine house to eat and to drink and lie with my wife, as thou livest, as thy soul liveth? I will not do this. Do this thing. And David said to Uriah, "Tarry here today also, and tomorrow I will let thee depart." So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and the morrow. Right now, brothers and sisters, understand. It all started with that sin of
0: him. Of him lusting it all started with 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 him lusting brothers and sisters after looking after a sister, when you know if you look at a woman to lust after her you've already committed that sin in your heart that's what the bible said now this is king david brothers and sisters this is david to show you that our forefathers weren't always correct even though they're storied what scripture did we leave off on brother was it 12 uh, yeah, I just finished
1: 12. Okay, can I have you read, start at 11, please? Second Samuel 11, verse 11. And Uriah said unto David, The ark, and Israel, and Judah abide in tents. And my lord Joab, and the servants of my lord, are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into mine house, to eat and to drink, and to lie with my wife? As thou livest? And as thy soul liveth, I will not do this thing.
0: So he was a pious man. He had the opportunity to go home, but he said, Listen, the soldiers, my brethren, are not at home with their family, so I-, I won't go. He was pious. He was actually trying to do the right thing. Continue, brother.
1: Verse twelve. And David said to Uriah, Tarry here today also, and tomorrow I will let thee depart. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and the morrow. And when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him. And he made him drunk. So now David is trying to get this young man drunk. See, look at all of this that came through his lust, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. And at even he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his lord, but went not down to his house. So he got Uriah drunk and tried to send Uriah home
0: and Uriah wouldn't go home. He's like, I'm just lay out right here. So now David is really frustrated now. He's really frustrated because he's like, I'm trying to get you to go home and you won't go. What is this? And you know, this was the most High.
1: brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters. Continue. Verse 14. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retire ye from him. That he may be smitten and die. So he said, I need you to put... He
0: he spoke to his commander, wrote a letter to his commander and said, I need you to place Uriah in the front of the battle. So now he's looking to have this man killed after he lusted after his wife. Uriah's done nothing wrong at this
1: time. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 15. And he wrote in the letter saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retire ye from him, that he may be smitten and die. And it came to pass when Joab observed the city that he assigned Uriah unto a place where he knew that the valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab. And there fell some of the people of the servants of David. And Uriah the Hittite died also. So David had now facilitated a murder. So it started off with his
0: lust and then his lying. And now murder. This have, this thing have now become its own entity now. It all started with just looking at a sister.
1: And it led to murder. Jump to verse 25, brother. Verse 25. Then David said unto the messenger, Thus shalt thou say unto Joab, Let not this this thing displease thee, for the sword devoureth one as well as another. Make thy battle more strong against the city, and overthrow it, and encourage thou him. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house and she became his wife and bare him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the most high. Right. So now David had killed this brother,
0: taken his wife and made his wife David's wife now. So now let's just let's keep it chronological. First thing he did was lust after the sister. Then not only did he lust, he sent after her. So then he did something physical to get her. Then he laid down with her. And then he got a brother drunk and tried to trick him into laying down with his wife so he could maybe push that child off on him and say, No, remember that time when you was drunk and you went home? That's your baby. The Most High wouldn't allow it. So David took it upon himself to put this brother who would die for David, did die for David, in the front of the battle to be killed. All because of David's lust. Now we got to show you how that that specific sin affected his children. Individually, this specific thing that he did affected his children, and we're going to show you how, brothers and sisters. This is a generational curse at its, in ancient days. Let's go to chapter 13, brother. 2 Samuel chapter 13. We're going
1: to read verse 1. 2 Samuel 13 and 1. And it came to pass after this, that Absalom the son of David had a fair sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon the son of David loved her. And Amnon was so vexed That he fell sick for his sister Tamar. So David had a daughter Tamar and a son Ammon.
0: And Ammon loved his sister. In not a righteous way.
1: In a sick fashion. Read that one more time brother. Verse 2. And Amnon was so vexed. That he fell sick for his sister Tamar. For she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab. The son of Shemiah. David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man, and he said unto him, "Why art thou, being the king's son, lean from, lean from day to day? Wilt thou not tell me?" And Amnon said unto him, "I love Tamar, my brother's my brother Absalom's sister." So he he a brother asked him, "You you seem like you, you
0: in your mind you're doing some type of mental acrobatics. You seem troubled. What's wrong?" He said, "You know my brother." Uh, because David had children by different women. So he's saying, my brother's sister, I have a love for her. Now look at this, brothers and sisters. Now he's lusting. This is David's son. He's starting down the same road that his father did.
1: Continue, brother. Verse 5. And Jonadab said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, Let my sister Tamar come, and give me meat, and dress the meat in my sight that I may see it and eat it at her hand. Now they're plotting,
0: brothers and sisters. A friend of his is telling them, listen, just act like you're sick. Tell your father
1: you're sick and that you need your sister's help to come take care of you. Continue, brother. Verse six, so Amnon lay down and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let tomorrow my sister come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat at her hand. Then David sent home t- to Tamar, saying, Go now to thy brother Amnon's house and dress him meat. Right, so go take care of your brother. He's sick, he needs your help. Verse eight So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he he was laid down, and she took flour and knit it and kneaded it, and made cakes in his sight, and Dig baked the cakes, and she took a pan, and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, Have out all men for me, And then went out every man from him. And Amnon sent every man out of the room. Verse 10. And Amnon said unto Tamar, Bring the meat into the, the chamber, that I may eat of thine hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber of Amnon her brother. And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her and said unto her, Come lie with me, my sister. Read that again. Come lie with me, my sister. So now... Through his lust,
0: he's looking to sexually assault his sister. Now, now remember what David's sin was. Remember, David's sin was fornication, adultery through murder, lying. And now look at his children doing the same exact thing.
1: Check this out, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 11. And when she had brought them unto him to eat. He took hold of her and said unto her, Come lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly? She said, Israel don't deal with incest. That's not we don't deal with that. What did he say? Verse 13. And I with and I whither shall I cause my shame to go and as for and as for thee thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel now therefore i pray thee speak unto the king for he will not withhold me from thee howbeit he would not hearken unto her voice but being stronger than she forced her and lay with her so now he hath now assaulted his sister david's daughter
0: you see how this sin have now traveled to his children the bible just said the children will pay for the sins of the father. Now the father is being paid back with the same malicious acts that he perpetrated. Just another man's wife.
1: Continue, brother. Verse 15. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred where, wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. So it's after he perpetuated
0: this sick act, immediately he started to hate her. Immediately. And sent her away.
1: Verse 16, and she said unto him, there is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that did unto me, but he would not hearken unto her. Right, to show you that when you laid down with somebody,
0: you were supposed to be married. and Irregardless, like their brother and sister, and
1: she's saying, you can't send me away. We just, you just raped me pretty much. Continue, brother. Verse 17, then he called his servant that ministered unto him and said, Put now this woman out for me and bolt the door after her. And she had a garment of divers colors upon her. For with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparel. Then his servants brought her out and bolted the door after her. So the young
0: woman wore particular garments. And when the garment, they weren't wearing that garment anymore. You would
1: understand that they dealt. Continue, brother. Verse 19. And Tamar put ashes on her head and rent her garment of divers colors that was on her. And laid her hand on her head and went out crying. And Absalom, her brother, said unto her.
0: Now remember, Absalom is another brother. He's the brother of Amnon too. Mm-hmm.
1: Continue, brother. Verse 20. And Absalom, her brother, said unto her. Hath Amnon thy brother been with thee? Behold now thy peace, my sister. He is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. So he asked her, "Did did our brother assault you? She said, yes. He said, okay, don't tell anybody. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. Verse 21. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very wroth. Right. He was wroth. He was angry.
0: He was livid. He was hot. But what? He couldn't really do too much because what he had just done, what he had done that led to this. And he knows that what
1: he'd done led to this. Continue, brother. Verse 22. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister to mark. So Amnon didn't give any hint that he
0: of of impropriety. He didn't let him know that he was actually having an issue with him.
1: He didn't say anything. Continue, brother. Verse 23. And it came to pass after two full years that Absalom had sheep, sheep herders, sheep shearers and Baal Baal Hazor, which in beside Euphraim. And Absalom invited all the king's sons. So he was having a get-together gathering
0: outside of Ephraim's, uh, Ephraim's land, brothers and sisters, and invited all of the
1: children of David. Continue, brother. Verse 24. And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold now, thy servant hath sheep shears. Let the king, I beseech thee, and his servants go with thy servant. And the king said unto Absalom, Nay, my son, let us not all now go. Lest we ha- be chargeable unto thee. And he pressed him. How he would not go. But blessed him. Right. So he's saying.
0: We don't want to be. You know. We don't want to burden you. If we all go. It'll be a
1: burden. This is what David's telling his son. Continue. Verse 26. Then said Absalom. If not. I pray thee. Let my brother Amnon go with us. Now but he's
0: asking for his brother. The brother that he know have assaulted his sister. He, he's asking. Well can you at least send
1: him. Can he come. And the king said unto him, Why should he go with thee? But Absalom pressed him, that he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Mark ye now when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say unto you, smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, I have not com- have have not I commanded you? Be courageous and be valiant. So now he's telling his servants, we're gonna have him,
0: you know. Inebriating. Once he's inebriated, and I give you the su- the signal, uh, we want you to take his life. This is his brother now. Look how this thing have now traveled, brothers and sisters. Now we're dealing with a murder. Re- read
1: the next scripture, brother. Verse twenty nine. And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose. And every man gat him up upon his mule and fled. So now, look, brothers and sisters, this all
0: started with David and his sin of lusting after another man's wife and then having that man killed. And then his son lusts after his sister, which is also David's daughter and his other son murders his other son. So now you have murder, you have fornication, you have lying, all the same things that David perpetuated. And the Mozart tell tells us that the children will pay for the sins of the father. Generational curses, brothers and sisters. Now, there is a way that you could protect yourself from a generational curse. And of course, that's following the law, statutes and commandments. But if you're not following the law, statutes and commandments, then it's a great chance that you're going to fall to the same thing your fathers or your, your, your foremothers failed to. Read, that, uh, read the last two scriptures again before we move
1: on, brother. Uh, 28 and 29, please. Verse 28. Now Absalom had commanded his servant, saying, Mark ye now when Amnon's heart is merry with wine. And when I say unto you, Smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not. Have not I commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. And the servants of Absalom did, did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded then all the king's sons arose, and every man gapped him up upon his mule and fled. We need to
0: show you that, brothers and sisters, because a sin of one person can affect the immediate family. And we should look at it like that. How can what I'm getting ready to do affect my immediate family, or my children's children, or my children's children's children? Because this was direct, brothers and sisters. This was direct from David, whom the Most High loved. David was king, brothers and sisters. But he couldn't escape this statute of the sins, you know, the, the children will be punished for the, for the sins of the father. Let's go to 1 Kings 11, because that's not all that happened to David and his family line because of his sin.
1: We're going to First Kings chapter 11. We're going to read 1 through 11. 1 Kings 11 and 1. But King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites. Now, this is Solomon. This is another child
0: of David. And he's a fornicator himself. See how that have now
1: translated to his children, his sons. Continue, brother. Verse two of the nations concerning what's the most high said unto the children of Israel, you shall not go in to them. Neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. Right. So
0: during this time, we had our own land. And the most High was saying, there's no reason for you to go outside of your borders to deal with somebody else. You have your own land. You have your own people there. There's no reason Solomon, who was king, didn't take heed to that message, brothers and sisters. Because why? The Most High was saying, if you follow these women, they're going to turn you to another God. They will. They will.
1: And that's exactly what happened, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 3. And he had 700 wives, princes, or uh, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. Now he had now taken the sin of
0: David and ramped it up a 1,000%. David was just lusting after one woman. His son, on the other hand, had. <laughs> have 700 wives, 300 concubines. <laughs> this was all through the son of David, the father. And we. that's why we have to understand the importance of our behavior, brothers and sisters, especially the men, but the sisters too. The women, usually when you're dealing with a family, maybe the mother or the grandmother had a daughter in her teenage years. Usually that leads the daughters to do the same thing if the woman have a problem listening to her man in an authority or authoritative position, usually her children, her daughters, have that same issue. So this isn't just men, brothers and sisters. So the way that we can cut this off is by, you know, each individual being righteous, being pious, following the law, statutes, and commandments. Therefore, the sins of your forefathers don't catch you up. Because if you're not following the Most High, it's a great chance that Satan going to send what he know have tripped your forefathers up. He
1: going to send it your direction. Continue, brother. Verse four. For it, for it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the most high, his God, as was the heart of David, his father. See, so David had a good heart, but in his moment of weakness,
0: he sinned and that sin affected his entire family, including us.
1: Continue, brother. Verse 5. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Most High, and went not fully after the Lord, as David, as as did David his father. Then did Solomon build in high place for the Chamash, the abomination of Moab, and the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Moloch, the abomination of the children of Ammon. So he
0: started building temples to Moloch. So brothers and sisters, we, we're we not going to go any further into this story, but we needed to show you how an individual sin, how it plays out on your children, on your loved ones. David started by killing a man, getting his wife pregnant. That resulted in his son raping his daughter.
1: And also losing that child that he buried
0: with a- that woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. So brothers and sisters, we must understand. Everybody's going to get old. (laughs) Everybody's going to get old. So in your youth, sometimes you just think you're having fun. You just, you know, you're living vicariously. You know, you're just enjoying yourself. But really, there's consequences to your actions. And it may not be to you. It may be to your children, Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. And that's why we use the example of Christmas. Because that's something that you learn from your parents and then you grow up and you perpetuate that same paganistic ritual. So if you take the same way how you look at that and do what's right, you will pass on those particular attributes to your children. Therefore, the curse can come off of you. Because that's how a whole nation is cursed. By all of them perpetuating the same sin. You can't get up. You can't get above water now. Let's go to Let's go to Genesis 37, brother. Now we're going to go into nation curses to show you how a nation can be generationally uh, generationally cursed.
1: We're going to start at verse 1. We're going to read 1 through 5. Genesis 37, verse 1. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the son of Bil- Bilha and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Joseph is the father of who? The Ephraimites or the Puerto Ricans. This was Joseph, brothers and sisters. Verse three. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. and his, And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that his father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Right. So his brother started to hate him. They started to
0: hate him because why? His father had him in his old age. He he was showing some level of favoritism. Which, listen, it, that happens, brothers and sisters. I asked a, 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 a woman who was a grandmother. I said, which one of your grandchildren do you love the most? She said, the one I'm standing in front of. So we can understand you. You have parents. You have favorite cousins, and you know favorite people.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. Continue, brother. Verse five. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Right. So Joseph had a dream, and he was sharing it with his
0: brothers, and his brothers already couldn't stand him. Now they they, they they're, they're seething, brothers and sisters. They have a hatred for their own brother. Jump to verse 12, brother.
1: Verse 12. And his brethren went to feed their father's flock and sent him. Right. Jump to verse 15, brother. Read 15 through 20, please. Verse 15. And a certain man found him. And behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What seeketh thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. So so Joseph is looking for his brethren who are feeding the flock tell me I pray thee where they feed their flocks and the man said they are departed hence for I heard them say let us go to Dothan and Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan and when they saw him afar off even before he came near unto them they conspired against him to slay him and they said one to another behold this dreamer cometh. so the children of Israel are looking to kill their own brother continue brother verse 20 Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast ha- has devoured him and we shall see what will com- become of his dream. They said, listen, let's kill him. Tell our father that he, you know, a, some
0: animal came and mauled him and then we'll see how his dream works out. Continue, brother.
1: Verse 21. Actually, read twenty-one one more time. Verse 20. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him. And cast him into some pit, and we will say, some evil beast had devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Right, jump to verse 26, brother. Verse 26, and Judah said unto his brethren, what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. Right, see,
0: so Judah, the Jews, are responsible for selling their own brother into captivity. See, and usually we want to point out the white man and this and that. but We never go here. We never go and show that we sold
1: our own brother in the captivity. We never go here. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 27. Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him. For he is our brother and our flesh and his brethren were content. So he said, listen, let's not kill him. Let's sell him as a slave.
0: Go to Revelations 13, brother. To show you how this affected us.
1: We're going to Revelations 13 and 10, brother. Revelation 13 and 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. Read that again. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. Brothers and sisters, we usually use this scripture against other nations. But really...
0: (laughs) We have to self-examine ourselves because we did this first to our own brethren. We did this to our own brethren. And guess what we got in return? Guess what we got in return? We're going to show you. Go uh, go to Genesis 41 because we wanna we want to be clear, brothers and sisters. Even though you may be in the position of a servant, the Most High can have you rise to dominion. The same way he did with Joseph. Read Genesis 41
1: and 41, brother. Genesis 41, verse 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. So he made Joseph over the entire land of Egypt, even
0: though he was sold as a slave by his brethren. The Most High turned it around for him to be in dominion. The same way the Most High are going to turn our captivity around and give us dominion.
1: Continue, brother. Verse 42. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in the vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to, to ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried before him, bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. So he started off being sold by his brethren. And now
0: the Most High have led him and put him in a position of power, brothers and sisters.
1: Continue. Verse 44. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name, Jep- Jepanath, Paneah, and he gave him the wife Asenath, the daughter of Pot- Potiphar, priest of priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And Joseph was thirty years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh. And went throughout all the lands of Egypt. So we need to
0: show you that even though he was sold in the captivity, the Most High put him in dominion the same way he's going to do for us. So don't think because you are in the position of a servant that the Most High can't turn that around and put you in a position of power. Because that's what's going to happen, brothers and sisters. But we needed to show you how that affected us how that same thing that we've done to our brother affected us later on. Because why? We weren't following the most high. Now this is a generational curse or a a nation's generational curse. When we say nation, nationality. This particular curse belongs to a nationality of people. Let's go to Deuteronomy 7 and 6, brother.
1: Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Most High thy God. And the Most High thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. So the Most High will put us over all nations if we followed his laws,
0: statutes, and commandments. That was that was the promise. That was the covenant, brothers and sisters. That was the covenant. But if you didn't follow these particular laws, statutes, and commandments, there was there was a punishment to be paid. Go to Deuteronomy 32 and 17, brother.
1: Deuteronomy 32, verse 17. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Now, our people went off and
0: started following other gods, just like Solomon, brothers and sisters. Now, we've already read that the children will pay for the sins of the father. And we're going to show you how that affects us today, presently, currently. Brother, go to Lamentations 5 and 7. Right after Jeremiah, brothers and sisters.
1: Lamentations 5, verse 7. Our fathers have sinned and are not, and we have borne their iniquities. Right, so our fathers have sinned and died, but yet we bear their iniquities. So
0: brothers and sisters, we're the ones going through the captivity, but we didn't sin. See, and that's the proof that generational curses are still in effect, brothers and sisters. Our people sinned in ancient times and we're still feeling the the trembles, the aftershock of those particular mistakes, brothers and sisters. So we have to be this generation here, the beginning to say we're going to stop it, even if I don't live past a certain time. I want my children, my children's children's children to never go through what we're going through today. What our forefathers went through a couple hundred years ago. Because you have that power, brothers and sisters. We all have that power. And this is not just for the Israelites. This is for Gentiles also. You will be paid back for the sins of your father. The same way the children of Israel are. The children of Israel just got it first. Because they were given the law. But Your punishment is coming, too, if you don't
1: follow the law, statutes, and commandments. Read that again, brother. Verse 7. Our fathers have sinned and are not, and we have borne their iniquities. Right. We have borne their iniquities. So, brothers and sisters, we must
0: learn to perpetuate the right things, righteousness, and teach that to the younger generations, especially as a nation of people, especially as a nation. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28 and 15.
1: Deuteronomy 28 verse 15 But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the most high thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day that all these curses shall come upon thee So if you don't follow the law, statutes and commandments, this these are the curses that will befall you. We're going
0: to jump to 64 through 68. Verse
1: 64 and, and the Most High shall scatter thee among all people, from one end of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. We will be scattered amongst all nations.
0: That's what you call the transatlantic slave trade, taken into the West Indies, taken
1: into Europe, taken into the Americas. Continue, brother. Verse 65. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease. Neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest, but the Most High shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. And I know, well, I grew up in in some,
0: the hood. So, I, usually as a black man, when you walk out the house, you're thinking about immediately how to stay away from police. Uh, hold on. There's too many police down that road. I'm going to go to the back road. I'm going to go here. Uh, let me slow down. This is just how... We believe is normal. When a black man walk out of his house, he's automatically thinking, how can I make it back home? How can I not go to jail tonight?
1: Mm-hmm. Nobody else is dealing with that, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 66. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee. And thou shalt fear day and night. And shall have none assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, what God it were even. And at even thou shalt say, what God it were morning." For the fear of thine heart, wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. And the Most High shall bring thee into Egypt again with with ships, by the way whereof I spake unto thee. He's saying he would bring us into Egypt,
0: which is bondage, brothers and sisters. It's another word for bondage. He's not talking about the geographical location, brothers and sisters, because why? There was no such place as Egypt when this was being written. It was named Mithraim. Egypt is synonymous with bondage. Let's prove that. Go to Deuteronomy 5 and 6 for the brothers and sisters who may
1: not have the clear understanding on this. Deuteronomy 5 verse 6. I am the Most High thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. From the house of bondage. The house of bondage.
0: Egypt is another word for the house of bondage. Why? Because it was the home of the first captivity or slavery. So you can put house of bondage. Instead of Egypt. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 28 and 68. Now that we have that.
1: Verse 68. And the most high shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again. And there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen. And no man shall buy you. We should be sold for
0: bondsmen and bondswomen. That's a slave brothers and sisters. And when it says no man shall buy you, that's the old Quaker English, because how can you be sold and not bought? So it, what it's saying is nobody, no man will redeem you because why? Christ's blood redeemed us. No man can save us out of the condition that we're in. That's why Martin Luther King was assassinated. That's why Malcolm X was assassinated. Any man that rise up with enough popularity and power to do something will be taken out because it's not their job to do it. They can't bring us all together. Only one man can do that, and that's Christ. Only Christ, brothers and sisters. I need you to go to 2 Chronicles 6, brother. So now we've shown you that... We've shown you that Judah, the father of the Jews, facilitated, facilitated his brother, Ephraim, or Joseph, the father of the Puerto Ricans, Into going into captivity and then later on He was paid back with that Same Vile
1: act Read verse 36 brother 2nd Chronicles 6 and 36 If they sin against thee For there is no man which sinneth Not and thou be angry with them And deliver them over before their Enemies and they carry them away Captives into a land far off or near We will be carried away captives
0: Because of our sin brothers and sisters The sin of our forefathers I had a brother say to me one time, you know, we didn't really sin. Why do we have to go through this? That was our forefathers. (laughs) I I wish things worked that way. I wish they worked that way. But the Bible tells you it's contrary. The world is contrary
1: to that. The world is contrary. Verse 37. Yet if they bethink themselves in the land, whither they are carried away, carried captive, and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have done amiss, and have dealt wickedly. Brother, read that one more time. Verse 37. Yet if they bethink themselves in the land, whether they are carried captive, and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have done amiss, and we have done wick- wickedly. So if we turn back to the Most High, brothers and sisters, see... And
0: this is not just for the children of Israel. If there's a generational curse that's in your particular family, there's a way that you can be saved from that particular generational curse.
1: Read that one more time, brother. Verse 37. Yet if they bethink themselves in the land, whether they are carried captive and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned. We have done amiss and have dealt wickedly. So if you confess to the Most High God what you've done, what we've done, what our forefathers
0: have done, you can actually repent for the sin of your forefathers, brothers and sisters. That's something you can do. And that's something we should probably do. That's something we should do, brothers and sisters. If you do that, then the Most High will send help. But you must acknowledge first. Once you acknowledge it, now I can send help. Because you know now
1: unless you acknowledge it you caught up verse 38 if they return to thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity whether they have carried their, them captives and pray toward their land which thou gaveth unto their fathers and toward the city which thou hast chosen and toward the house which I have built for thy name then hear thou from the heavens even from thy dwelling place their prayer and their supplications and maintain their cause. And forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. So if we repent brothers and sisters. The Most High is equitable. He will forgive us.
0: Even if you're dealing in a with a generational curse. And this is not just a nation curse. This is in your intermediate family. If there's something that your father struggled with. Or your grandfather struggled with. And you think you may be sliding that way. Then you need to repent to the Most High. And follow His laws, statutes and commandments. Therefore you don't get attacked because you following the lost statutes and commandments is almost like a cloak of protection and an invisibility but once you not you don't follow those laws now you're visible you're visible to Satan now now I'm going to send you all types of snares I'm gonna send you all types of snares and predominantly the same snares that your forefathers fell to because why the demons the fallen angels have been here for thousands of years so they they perfected the craft. Of getting people to fall. They've been here when your forefathers was here. They know what your weakness is. They're going to send it your direction, brothers and sisters. Usually it looked like with Judah was women, right? That was it. David fell to Uriah's wife. Solomon fell to many women. Amnon fell to his own sister. So Satan will use women, brothers and sisters. Especially
1: for the Judeans Continue, brother. Verse thirty-nine. Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. Now, my God, let I beseech thee, thine eyes be open, and let thine heart be attentive unto the prayer that is made into in this place. All right, brother. Let's go to Romans eleven and eight. We have a few more scriptures,
0: and we're going to break down. we need to show you. We would never present you with an issue without the solution. There is a way, brothers, sisters, to have the generational curse broken.
1: There is a way. Uh, let's read Romans 11 and 8, brother. Romans 11, verse 8. According at it, as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear. So our people are unaware of how generational curses affect us and are still
0: affecting us. We're unaware, we're asleep, brothers and sisters. We don't understand what our forefathers have done and how it affects us today. Or what you do may affect your son or your daughter. See? Because we perish for lack of knowledge. That's why the Most High want us to have the knowledge. Because you can identify it, then you can conquer it, brothers and sisters.
1: You must be able to identify it. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear until this day so our people are not cognizant of the severity of generational curses thus far brothers and sisters verse 9 and david said let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them all right brother let's go to matthew 6 and 24 Matthew 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon, uh, it defines to money, brothers and sisters. But
0: what the scripture is saying, you can't serve two masters to prove to you that there's only two masters. Some people say, well, I'm not a Satanist. I'm just not dealing with God right now. I'm a to follow his laws. I just got to get this money right now. Well, by default, you're following Satan, because if you're not following the Most High, you're following Satan by default, because there's only two sides. There's only two sides,
1: brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Brothers and sisters, we've got to understand that serving, serving sin or
0: doing what you want to do leads to the generational curse. It leads you back to the same generational curse. And see, Satan set up a system where it would be perpetual, where you would just constantly sin, and you would think it was okay. He don't. He doesn't want you to be delivered, brothers and sisters. You think some Gentiles are going to come tell you, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> you should follow the law, statutes, and commandments so you can take my rulership. <laughs> you think they're going to come tell you that? Why would they tell you that? It, they're happy. With your sin In fact they'll promote your sin They'll pay you to sin actually Because that keeps them With their foot on your neck That's how it is brothers and sisters Go to John 8 and 34 Brother
1: John 8 verse 34 Christ answered them Verily verily I say unto you Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. So if, you, if you're if you sinning willfully, you're a
0: servant of sin. And if you want to serve sin, you're also going to serve sinners. See? So now you're a slave to those who don't follow the Most High. If you want to serve sin, then you serve the sinner also. Read it again, brother, please. Verse
1: 34. Christ answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. Right, and I'm going to put you under those who
0: don't serve the Most High, who don't follow the law, statutes, and commandments. I'll put you under them because you want to sin. Then, listen. I'll put pagans over you and see how you like that. That's what the Most High is saying, brothers and sisters. Go to Exodus 34 and 14, brother.
1: Exodus 34, verse 14. For thou shalt worship no other God. For the Most High, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Right. So to prove to you that if you're serving
0: sin, you're serving another God. There's only two masters. Remember he said that? There's only two masters. So if you're doing anything outside of following the Most High God, you're following another God. And a generational curse comes with that, brothers and sisters. A generational curse comes with that. Not just for the children of Israel. That's to all nations, brothers and sisters. Do not fall to the same transgressions as your forefathers, brothers and sisters. Because why? It won't only affect you, but it will affect the generations to come. The generations to come. I don't ever want, in 50 years, 100 years, I don't want the people of my race to live in the same conditions as me. I want them to know nothing but... (laughs) You know, righteousness and royalty and being regal and pious and dominion. That's what we want for our children, for our children's children. That's what our forefathers wanted for us during slavery times. And I mean, when I say slavery times, I mean, you know, the 1600s, not the ancient slavers, because we were slaves back then too. Uh, brother, I need you to read Ezekiel 39 and 23. We got one more scripture after that.
1: Ezekiel 39 and 23. And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity. Read that again. And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity. So the Gentiles know why we went into captivity, brothers and sisters. Now,
0: regular Gentiles that's walking around, they may not know, but the government know. They know who you are and they know why you're in captivity. That's why they're promoting sin, brothers and sisters. See, this is a generational curse that's put on our nation. This is not something that one or two of us can change. As a whole, our people must change in order to be delivered as a whole. That's the only way it's going to happen, brothers and sisters. Because why? When the Romans came to take us down in 70 AD, they wasn't just coming to take down those who followed Christ.
1: They were looking to take us all down. The whole nation. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 23. And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity, because they trespassed against me. Therefore, I hid. Therefore, hid I my face from them and gave them into the hand of their enemies. So fell they all by the sword. So we went into captivity because of our transgressions,
0: brothers and sisters, in conjunction with us selling our own brother into captivity. So I hope, you know, that now that we're smarter, now we have the knowledge of who we are, who our God is, you know, now that we have that knowledge of our culture, of our heritage, that we don't fall victim to the same snares, brothers and sisters. Because why? It's gonna It's going to pass on to the next generation. Just as something as simple as teaching your children against Christmas. The same way that just goes on to the next generation and it seems like it's not a big, you know, it's not a big deal. It really is a big deal, especially for somebody who's looking to be liberated. It's a huge deal, brothers and sisters. We're going to end it off at Second Corinthians 5 and 17. This is how you break the generational curse, brothers and sisters. Now that you identify it and you see it, what can you do?
1: 2nd Corinthians 5 verse 17. 2nd Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So as you become
0: a new man or a new woman in Christ, make that decision to go through the water, to change, to call on the Most High by His true name, you become a new creature. And those, those curses that were aimed towards you, whether it be your nation or your, your specific family, lineage, will bypass you. You'll be protected because you're a new creature. This is the only way to break the curse, brothers and sisters. You can't break the curse by doing what you want to do. You can't say, you know what, I know I'm under this curse here, but I'm still not going to follow the law, statutes and commandments. How,
1: <laughs> how are you going to be liberated? Read it one more time, brother. Verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So brothers and sisters, we went into
0: today what a generational curse is. What's the origin of a generational curse? How it affected our, our people in ancient times with David and his children and how it affects us presently, currently to this day. So brothers and sisters, we should deal in the spirit of self-examination and what we can change be honest with ourselves about what our families have done that may have been incorrect and try not to mimic those things, brothers and sisters. We want to say, kwam yasharala, kwam no more. no more. Sin no
1: more.